Emma, what does it feel like to be on the cusp of death? Tell us what it's like. <laughs> you know, it feels a little bit like when I would be hungover at like 22, but mm-hmm. then death was over within like the hour. And now yeah. it just stretches out in front of me like eternity. Like there's, it's like the longest road. There's no end. Except aging is sneaky because like with hangovers, you get it. You're like, I, I, I know how I got here. Mm-hmm. I see the mm-hmm. long and broken road that led me straight to you. I'm there. But Rascal with aging, somewhere. you know, they're just singing along. They're serenading you. You get it. <laughs> and, and with aging, it's like all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> like dead. It and just like, happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> aging is like, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed. It's one of the jackass movies. And I don't like those movies writ large. They're just not my kind of humor. Mm-hmm. That being said, okay. there is a specific prank on it called the hand or high five and it's where they have like a giant like cushioned hand that they strap back almost like um a spring and so they they strap it back and they have like a guy walk in and they open they like unleash it and the guy goes like (laughs) right into him and knocks him straight over i love that and they break they get another guy to like carry a tray of soup in and they're this much soup and so it's this giant hand like smacking you like your whole body and he flies across the room with all the soup over him that's what aging is like it's like the giant hand that comes out of nowhere you're just carrying soup you're just living your life but it's only the soup guy it's not just the regular like oh haha random guy knocked over it's like the combination of being knocked backward plus soup flying over you the soup is probably like scalding so would we say scalding um, I think that it's open for interpretation. It's like scalping. Interpretation, so to speak. <laughs> There's that emoji that's like just the chef's kiss, but you, so you always have to add like the like the lip emoji after to indicate like. Mwah. You know. it has a certain i don't know what <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you seen the you've seen the live action beauty and the beast right yeah where the guy um gaston's lefou right it's his name where he's like <laughs> he's like oh, sorry je ne sais quoi he goes i don't know what that means <laughs> i love the live action beauty iconic beauty. quick tangent it's okay. apparently an unpopular opinion which is shocking to me because it was a great okay. movie i thought it was great like yeah. great mm-hmm. actors great movie really well cast i thought it was fantastic mm-hmm. and so many people were like oh it's not the same and and this is where like we were talking about this the other week I will never do like a books versus movies thing because for me, it's always movies. And for you, it's always books. Mm-hmm. But I always get like weirded out when people are like, oh, it's not as good as this other reference that's like vaguely related to it. And so therefore I hate it. Like even if it's good in and of itself, mm-hmm. like, just, just be in the moment, man. Mm-hmm. Be here. My favorite part of the live action movie, The Beast, is when they would show The Beast songs green screen and he was dressed like the Michelin man. <laughs> seen that no <laughs> his beast outfit before they add like the special effects in is <laughs> you have to google i'll post a photo on the instagram it's ridiculous and like take a note right now because we're okay, the okay, worst okay. at this yeah, I, know, I know um we're the worst we're really mm-hmm. sorry also just a general psa no one is more devastated about the episodes being corrupted than we are 
And so we just like to take this moment, you know, like the, the political announcements, like, hey guys, it's your local politician, blah, blah. I'm here to tell you. And they have like a really like heartfelt conversation with you mm-hmm. where they try to. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing right now. So it's like, hey guys, I just want to take a second and say, we are so sorry that you did not get tea last week. Nobody's more upset than we are. Honestly, we strive to provide tea every single week mm-hmm. and not just tea, but quality tea, mm-hmm. you know? So honestly, from our heart to yours, we're so sorry. And we're going to give you even more tea. Extra tea, super tea. Some like, would call it a venti. You had... <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, Hannah. <laughs> had tea it was starbucks size <laughs> you knew i was going there <laughs> it was lovely you had a teeny tiny saucer and now we're giving you like a stein of tea yeah so here you are so Old also to vibes also as a side note stein obviously is like the 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 word for like the giant beer mug traditionally used at like beer house sort of situation right you, you see where i'm going with this it's like a giant I mug think you'll find they call it stein Okay, first of all, I've never been. So, like, take your cultured butt and get out of here with, like, I've been to Europe so many times, okay? Sorry, me but, and my cultured butt are just going to sit over here and let you so talk about it. I digress, though. scalding uh, style. <laughs> but, um, so here's my point. When I first started knitting, it's a skein. It's what they call a thing of yarn. Wait, I, I have, you see, you'll see where I'm going with this. It's spelled S-K-E-I-N much like Stein, which is S-T-E-I-N. So in my head, the pronunciation was the same, just with the, like the K. So I had to like, I didn't know that it was skein until like well into my knitting career. Because- You were my, already like a triple A knitter. You were looking yeah. at going majorly. Yeah, you were I thinking was. to yourself, am I ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so. Like someone happened to mention it on a YouTube video for a technique that I was watching. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but my brain- is like it doesn't make sense to me because like no other word that's something e-i-n is pronounced een in my head like i don't know why but yeah it, well because yeah. most things come with the germanic pronunciation which would be ein yeah one of the things that i wanted to talk about is the fact that we are now vaccine twins and that's a big deal um we are first dose babies we are halfway through our vaccine journey I only experienced the same thing that whoa English the same the thing, thing. <laughs> the same thing that I get every time I get a shot or a vaccine which is just a sore spot where I got it and apparently the second dose is where you become near to death so the second dose is apparently like rough road like oh. I know several people that got it and like they that you obviously don't get COVID but you're just ill right and so they were like down for three days and they were fine after the three days but they were like down down it wasn't like like it was like one should not leave the house and one should remain a bed you know which is my life anyway so it's like a very loose interpretation of my life and actually it relates to what we're going to talk about later so quite wait for that little easter egg that's what the youths call things now um i had i had a thing that i wanted to talk about that I, of course, saw on a TikTok. And I really resonated with this. Um, Also, as a side note, I think I sent Hannah at least five this past week. 
And I knew she wasn't going to watch all of them. So I was like, if you don't watch any of them, just let this one that I had sent her be the one that you watch. She literally knows me so well because I went straight to the last one and I clicked it because yeah. I read that and I was like, okay. Because I was, I usually like to watch like a couple of the things that you send me on TikTok because as we all know, I don't have a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm, I'm old. I don't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, I like to keep up with the youths. I like to know what they're doing. So, um, <laughs> are you plotting against us? Yeah, are you plotting our downfall? <laughs> Who can even fight against it at this point? I'd be like, well, that's I mean, fine. Like, <laughs> this will um, be you someday. <laughs> remember this. <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> um, but I, I usually watch like two or three. But when you send me like six, I know, ain't going to happen. Know. Yeah. So, but, so what I've started doing is I start saving the videos now so that it doesn't take you to an external app. So that's what I've been doing recently in my own life. So it's been very helpful because it doesn't autoplay, which really irritates me. And then it makes me want to stop watching them. Mm-hmm. So that's been helpful. So the one that I want to comment on is not right. one. I don't think I sent it to you. Maybe, maybe I did, but I'm sure you didn't watch it. So who could say <clears throat> it was a prompt and it was like a girl saying like, what is the thing that girls use that start with a V to get what they want? And the person answered violence. <laughs> I was just like, I agree. Vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, you know, obviously there's like the obvious answer that, you know, is your vajayjay less yeah. politely referenced in such a manner most of the time, you know, but. And if you're using that to get what you want, girl, work smarter. Like, mm-mm. It's so much easier to get what you want by pretending you're going to offer it and then retracting the offer at the last minute. Take it from me. Okay. Have you um, seen, mm. I'm guessing you have, but have you seen the things that they had on like older TV shows, like 90s TV shows? It's like a hand that was on a, like a long hook. My, all my comments are hand themed today, but they're, it, it's like a little like lever that they would pull and the hand would open and close to hold things. You so they like would the like grabbies or something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the really long arm. That's obviously not a real arm. I'm, I'm thinking of that when you were saying like, offer it, <laughs> offer it, retract. <laughs> Just like, no, <laughs> I'm actually miles away pulling this lever. <laughs> yes. And the second thing, which was also a TikTok, which I posted in my story, which you probably did see it. And it was like middle school dances in the early 2000s. And yeah. I was like, we all shared the collective fever dream that is middle school between 2005 and 2007 yeah and it was Big just times. spot on and I, and there was a it was a video after that was like when you get thrown into the dance circle but you don't know anything beyond like I was in a dance circle in my middle school dances I don't know about you and it was my humps oh. by Fergie playing and I was like first of all later life I was like why did they let us listen to this at a seventh grade dance is my my main question Absolutely. and also why did my mom not track what I was listening to on my iPod why weren't you tracking me so mom uh, where was your supervision <laughs> oh man no I I wasn't ever thrown into a dance circle but we always danced in like a circular formation yeah of women it was like a snowflake I really liked that. Should we all just get together and sway with our arms around each other? That'd be no. so innovative, I bet. <laughs> we, we did that with, at my prom. And oh, I don't yeah. know why this is a tradition, but in the States, like at least in Ohio, you all of the seniors at their prom, they play like one senior song, which I don't know who picked it, 
but all of a sudden we were like, yeah, and like rallied around it. And so you link arms with other seniors and you all sway back and forth through the song. Yeah, we didn't do that. Well, let me tell you what ours was because boy, <laughs> was oh boy. My vitamin C. It was. I got friends in low places by oh. Garth Brooks. <laughs> How dare you sully such a song? If there is anything that is not on brand for my life, <laughs> it's it that is. Song. <laughs> oh man. Um, so not a, a hand story, but a foot story. We're we're yes. we're going down the body now. Close. Close. <laughs> a different appendage. I was sitting on my couch earlier doing my macrame and I hadn't Mm -hmm. realized that my like I had been on my knees like leaning forward to like because I I, I'm a thousand years old so I have to change positions constantly or like I just same stop moving so at that point I was like on I was in a squat position so I was like okay I'm gonna move back to the sitting position I hadn't realized that my foot had fallen asleep because I could feel it so I'm sitting there and it's fine I can't feel it so it's whatever you know but I get up and I don't realize that I can't feel my foot so I can't like extend my toes so I get up and I just like I step on one foot feels normal I step on the other foot and I just fall <laughs> and I'm like what happened so I try again it's unsuccessful times two and I'm like what is going on and like it was painful that time because I had like put actual weight down and I had realized that my toes were just curled up underneath so I was trying to like basically walk on like the tops of my toes and so I had to like sit down and like stretch my foot out and I was like this is it (laughs) this is how I go and I was like I'm only 28 (laughs) I'm so young that literally always happens to me I don't know why I, I blame it on like having bad circulation but my feet constantly fall asleep and then they're like nummy and tingly and then you can't go anywhere and I think it's like trying to trap us (laughs) it's here we go well they didn't get me this time but there's no speaking for next time so moral of the story i have to be very aware of my foot position now every time i sit in any like position for an extended period of time because otherwise i literally fall down in my living room and it's very much the life alert commercial (laughs) like (laughs) i've fallen and i can't get up is me i have fallen am i green (laughs) too And I'm like, where's the coffee table? Tele- like the television personality comes out and goes, you know, it would have prevented this. <laughs> well, how did you get in here? Go home, Bob Saget. Get a career. <laughs> what? Help, you're here. Help me up. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> are you and they're like, life alert. And there's just me in the back on me, like, I'm right here. Help me up. And he's like, too bad she perished. <laughs> and then they just leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you could have saved me. <laughs> it's this like if infomercials, if infomercials were like accurate. <laughs> if infomercials were not edited, <laughs> just and that feels like very like an SNL skit that they haven't like done yet. And SNL, I'm copywriting it right now. So, because oh <laughs> you imagine they were like, and she perished, and she perished. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like hello <laughs> you like turn around like what <laughs> i was it i'm on a carpet <laughs> my toes just fell asleep 
everyone else thinks this is funny, but I am. Ha- I don't know if it's that it's funny or if I'm just exhausted. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. <laughs> she died a week later. No one found her. I what? <laughs> no one told me that. Oh, she God. died alone and was eaten by her cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even have cats. <laughs> no, we're bringing those. <laughs> oh my God. So um, um, that's actually a great idea for a fake ad that we should do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to practice it We'll call it death alert. <laughs> we'll call it. <laughs> you didn't even know you were going to die. <laughs> This alarm is actually to tell you you're dying. The whole point of the, the commercial is like lack of alarm. So yeah. <laughs> that would take a few run-throughs because otherwise this is a <laughs> literally lose it. Oh man, that was Ooh. good stuff. I hope you all enjoyed that. <laughs> um, I guess we can actually start the episode now that we've gone through our genius ideas. So we definitely can. Well, I would just also like to say, mm-hmm. you know. I, I've listened to a few other podcasts this week thinking like, oh, I haven't listened to these in a while. I should catch up. Mm-hmm. I really think we're doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to, to blow up anybody's spot as the oh, youth sure. would say, Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> as, as the youngsters would put it, but <laughs> I would say <laughs> listening, I'm like, mm, you could have done that better. Ooh, I would have talked about that. I do that honestly all the time. Where I'm like, you know, like good joke, but here's how I would have said it. Here's why that didn't work. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> and which is basically the opposite of how you tell your own jokes. You're like, here's why it's funny. <laughs> do you get it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but if right. I tell you it's funny beforehand, then maybe it's convincing. <laughs> Called priming. So, okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's get going. Let's do it. <clears throat> oh, I die. Also. <laughs> Death alert. <laughs> Ooh. Um, um, she, she didn't realize her toes were broken. <laughs> I really didn't. I couldn't feel that. That's, that's accurate. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I didn't mean to set us back off. I'm so sorry so happy that I haven't had kids yet because I've watched so many Real Housewives episodes where like half of them talk about how you like can't help but pee yourself when you laugh and I'm just so grateful that I'm <laughs> I not wasn't there sure yet. where you were gonna go with that and I was like it uh. made sense. I'm like you can, like you can't stop yourself from crying sometimes when you laugh and you're like uh-huh. oh dry your tears done right but like you peeing? can't go back from peeing yourself no no you cannot <laughs> suck that back in <laughs> you can't there's nowhere for it to go <laughs> once it has exited the bladder it's gone that's it you're out the building does you you need to go home no <laughs> you need to go home where <laughs> your cats are eating your partner <laughs> oh my they fell down okay all right all right all right all right, Woo! All right okay i am emma I am Hannah. And this is the Transcontinental Tea. It sure as heck is. Which I'm sure you're just tickled to know. Tickle pink. I feel like maybe you're like, where am I? What is this? Oh my gosh, I'm so lost. And now I'm not lost because thank you, Emma and Hannah, for telling me where I am. So you're welcome. 
Yeah. You once were lost, but now you're fine. Now you're fine. And you have tea. <laughs> and you so, have tea. How could it get any better? better? <laughs> Are we the same person? Is this a surprise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'd love for you to tell me, because it was your idea, what our little topic of the day is. Okay, kids. So I don't know if anyone else uses the English language this way, but sometimes I make like a noun into an adjective so to describe how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for example, I might say I'm feeling like loner-y today. Like, oh, I just want to have like a alone time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's not a word. We can't no, it's not. That. It's not. But everybody in the conversation knows what I'm saying. It's, it's context. Yeah. Yeah. Context. Kinda. So the context for this transcontinental tea Ooh. is that we wanted to talk about introverts and extroverts. And the reason we wanted to talk about it is because number one, it's super interesting where people are on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. And number two, especially if you're an introvert, like you're finding this pandemic super different than an extrovert. So I just think it'd be a good thing to talk about in general. Uh, I have a feeling that we are going to come out on different ends of the spectrum because I, think so. I know you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. But Hannah's an advantage listeners. You don't know me. Or <laughs> no. you think you know me, but you don't. But you may not know me. <laughs> so here it's a are. surprise <laughs> it's, a, it's also a surprise everything in our lives is a always a surprise <laughs> so we are calling this episode introverty or extroverty and of course we use tea in it because that's who we are as that's our thing i don't know if you guys have noticed that's our thing <laughs> i was telling emma about it and she's like is that a word and i'm like i use tea in it <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay i love it it's great don't <laughs> fall in love with it now <laughs> that's how i got luke to marry me i was like fall in love with me now <laughs> This is it for you. Oh, all right. All right. Seems like fair point. Death alert. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a marriage alert alarm instead. You just show up and the wedding bells start ringing. That's it. That's how you know. I think we should jump into Tea of the Week. I agree with your assessment. Well, so <laughs> it's okay. There was listeners. You won't hear because I'm gonna edit it out. But there was like a, an alarming ringing noise when I first. It was the death that. alert. <laughs> it was the death alert. <laughs> I thought he was gone. <laughs> he just pops out like you know mayhem in the Geico commercials. He just pops out of your dreams. Oh, um, as an aside, before to bed, <laughs> before we start, do you remember? I keep seeing this pop up on. Um, various social media platforms do you remember the sun drop commercial of like the mid 2000s where it's the girl she's in like the sun drop t-shirt and she's in like shorts with leggings underneath because we did that for some reason and she's yeah. dancing through various scenarios <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll try to find it and i don't i should as a reel i should be able to post it because i'm sure it's on instagram somewhere but i keep yeah, seeing it pop fine. up and it's one of those things that like you don't remember until you see it again. And then everyone collectively is like, oh yeah, <laughs> like we all experienced that. I feel like it's going to be like that. Like right now that, that doesn't ring any bells, but as soon as I see it, I'll be like, oh. <gasps> it's, yeah, it was like, cause we all had cable back in the day. Cause that was still a yeah, thing. You couldn't Just, escape it. You, you had no choice. So it's and like now, a lot of Fanta song. And now people, knows. people like opt for things that have commercials. I know it's like people who have house phones, like who's calling you? Like, I, I, I'd like to know. The people would like to know. Are you, can you use the internet? <laughs> Some would say the public. Some would like, say no. the general population has questions. So <clears throat> not me. I don't have questions, but someone does. So 
<laughs> Back to the worst political openers ever. <laughs> um, we'd be great politicians, I think. We'd be like, so you guys know how like voting works? <laughs> you should do that for us. That's the end of my speech. Okay. Tea, tea of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the purpose of this podcast, right? You want okay. me to go first? I love. I, I love that. Okay. I actually have a twofold tea, which. Ooh. I think is extra juicy because obviously you were deprived last week. So I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. Hannah, let's get some content. I agree. And I actually purchased a vehicle because I'm so committed to the podcast. Correct. Also, I needed to get out of my finance because I had like, I basically had like a, the equivalent of a lease here. It's called a PCP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called a personal contract purchase. But anyway, you basically purchase part of a car with the expected value at the other end i promise the finance lecture will end any second and <laughs> and you end up paying lower monthly payments but at the end of it you either have to pay the balloon payment which is like a big chunk of money mm-hmm. and then then you can have the car mm-hmm. or you use like a little bit of equity that you'll get out of it and go into another new car and so it's kind of cyclical mm-hmm. Anyway, in the debt versus life ratio, I mean, equity ratio, I'm always losing. So I looked at this and I was like, there's no reason for me to keep paying for this car. It's like renting. After a while, yeah. you just want to stop throwing money out the window. You're like, bye. <laughs> like, unless you're me and a mortgage costs you double what your rent would. So yeah, unless you're Emma and you thoroughly enjoy flushing your money down the toilet. So oh, I, It's my kink. What can I say? Yeah. So I went and I actually got a different car. It's an, she's an older car, but she's a good one. She has character. Is Valerie. And I love that. Amy Winehouse. Yes. I know. And she's a Volvo. It's honestly a great car, but to get this car friends, I went to like the outskirts of London to pick it up. And it obviously with a lot of COVID stuff, like you basically have to get, in and out of the car and like not talk to anybody do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. but driving into this area it's called hackney but in this specific area this neighborhood it was like so hasidic it was genuinely like there's there's a netflix special that's like my orthodox life or something like that yeah it's called my neighborhood yeah it was like being there like watching the scenes like all of the married women had their wigs on they had their kids all of the younger girls had like longer skirts on everybody had the traditional curls and like head coverings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you seen did they have i don't know what it's called i don't want to offend anyone because i I don't know the title but it's like a hat but it looks kind of like it's a wider brim almost top hat no i'm talking about the fur looking one and it's just like rectangular like that's it and no, it's really it. high off the head. I don't know what it's called. And I'm very sorry if I've had it. Also, I'd like to point out the show's not called my neighborhood. It's just where I live. I live in a Hasidic neighborhood. So I'm yeah. referencing my own Emma's neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called my Orthodox life or something like that, but it was really cool. Like, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I really enjoy other cultural experiences. So for me, it was almost like getting to go to not another country, but like getting that same experience of going to a new city. Was it the you one... That was based in New York City. Is that the one you're talking about? Where the woman like lost her, she left and she can't get her kids back at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting insight into the culture. Yeah. And it it just like, it reminded me that I haven't seen enough of it to know what happens. I just know the premise, Mm -hmm. but it was like the closest thing I've had in a year to a new cultural experience because obviously Mm -hmm. lockdown, but it was so cool. 
and yeah, got Valerie the Volvo. We're thriving in a relationship now and I'm wow. saving like a hundred pounds a month. So I'm just like living la vida loca. Mm, I love that for you. Uh, and I will need to save that money because we are still house hunting. Mm. Uh, update is there's no update, <laughs> but <laughs> it's honestly like, I was talking to my friend, Henry, you know, the one that I talk about all the time. Uh, yes. <laughs> a posh friend. <laughs> I honestly love Henry, <laughs> but uh, he and his wife just bought a house and we were talking about house hunting, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all married couple crap. There's like five, there's like five things that we all get it. You have eternal happiness. <laughs> no one cares. No, there's like five things that like all married couples immediately go to. It's like when you get into a taxi and you're like, you've been busy tonight. Like married <laughs> couples are like, Oh, do you check Zillow every day? Like, are you guys house hunting right now? Like, oh, we're house hunting right now. So we were talking about it and they just got a house and he was like, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do with my time now because I spent so much time on right move, which is like our version of Zillow. Mm-hmm. like browsing and I was like honestly me too like, I spend so much time there what am I going to do when I actually do have a house like I could have a whole hobby and honestly I think it's probably worrisome but I'm just going to lean into it mm-hmm. I have so many ideas I okay. love design I love 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 interior decorating I just I, I thrive in that kind of a creative situation so every house that we have seen, I'm immediately like, oh, I would do this. I would do this. I would change that. I would do this. I would do this. And it's really fun to do, but I'm almost to the point now where I'm like so antsy to like do something that I think it's making the house hunting a little bit more stressful, if mm-hmm, that makes mm-hmm, sense. Cause mm-hmm. I'm so keen to like get my hands on it. So yeah. And I was watching an interview the other day on Instagram mm-hmm. and a celebrity happened to say that she checks Zillow every day and I've heard other celebrities say it. So I think I'm in good company, you know, it's a thing. So have like multi-million dollar houses and they're just checking for fun. Like I would check Poshmark for used clothes. Uh, so that's different. Same. But-, <laughs> <laughs> but the premise is the same. Uh, I mean, I, Instagram is a circle. It's just a circle. I, um, I, when I was looking for, even before I really needed to start looking for an apartment, I was on Zillow, uh, Trulia, it's just um, so apartmentssearch.com, blah, 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 any, every website available for apartment searching. I was like, show me everything. And then by I'm that sure point. sure it can become dangerous, but it's very interesting. I'm pretty sure dangerous is not a word, but I love the invention. First of all, it is a word. Dangerous. Second of all, if it's not a word. It's a Moiraism, which makes it a word. <laughs> dangerism. <laughs> David, that's dangerous. <laughs> um, I love Moira. Okay. My, is that, is that your twofold tea? Was that? This is my tea. Okay. We sipped Hannah's tea and now it is my turn. It's a, little, it's a different kind of tea. It's a little more like strawberry-esque tea, you know, Hannah's yeah. more of like a. I like like a dairy-free chai. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So mine is that my hair is now pink. Yes, it's pink. I had platinum hair for quite some time. I went blonde-er last year and then blonder, 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 blonder until I literally could not get any blonder. It was just white at that point. So um, I embraced that life for a while. My roots were starting to come through and I was like, do I really want to pay 200 bucks to get my roots touched up? Not really. So like, what else? That's why I had to dye my own roots when I had platinum hair, because honestly, you have no idea the kind of scam that it is to get your just like an inch of hair dyed blonde it's literally like two hundred dollars so I got really good at dyeing my own roots because it's it's like 
highway robbery. Mm-hmm. My issue is never that it's just needs, because it, it's not that it just needs to be bleached. It's that it has to be toned as well. Because yeah, I, no, I had to buy toner, like yeah, all of it. I hate the brassy. Like I don't do yellow. Like I don't vibe with it. So every time I bleach, it would just be yellow. So I, oh my God. So yeah, I would spend up three hours in the salon just to get the teeny tiniest bit of hair done. And yeah. I think this took me an hour in the salon. Like it's the fastest I've gotten in and out because it was just a one over color. And we sat for 20 minutes, rinsed, done. So helps that my hair is only like barely shoulder length right now. So I did that. And I, we left the roots because it's one of those colors that you can sort of blend with the roots. But I think I go back in, in like April and mm-hmm. I'll probably just get roots down, which once again brings in the issue of like getting my roots stashed up. But I personally just prefer a full color. This was just sort of like a, a thing I was testing. So I debated yeah. using overtone in the meantime to keep the vibrancy, but I'm worried that I won't be able to match the color. So yeah. I'm probably just not going to do it. And then they get mad at me when I do that. And I don't like when my stylist is mad at me. <laughs> no, I need everyone's approval. Please love me. So Please love me. Um, so you were telling me that you got like really interesting reactions from yes. guys about this. Oh yeah. So my friend, Mark, who I met on Bumble, but he lives like, kind of far. So we've just developed like a friendship and like, he's like my meme friend. Like that's, we talk, we talk on the phone and we chat and we also talk about like other people that we've met. So like we're friends. If I remember correctly, I don't like most of Mark's comments. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, um, uh, and Mark, if you listen to this, please stop sending super skinny or heavily edited women to show me and saying my wife, like they don't look like that. I hate to tell you, they don't look like that IRL. So I hate to burst your bubble, but, Thank you, um, but he said like, I don't like it. And I was like, I literally don't care. Like, I don't care. And then I was FaceTiming someone else who, um, Bristol Maxwell. Oh. And he said, cause I told him I was getting my hair dyed and I didn't like really go into detail, you know, cause like, is it a primary color? And I was like, no. So I'm sure he suspected that I was going to get this done. And then he was just like, oh, and I got it. And I was like, I don't care that you don't like it. And this has been a comment I've gotten from a few guys who are like, oh, I don't like it. And it's like, isn't it so crazy that like, I didn't ask your approval before I did it. That's so nuts. Like, hmm. Mm yeah I I don't care because I think there's this like stereotype of women who dye their hair certain colors and definitely yeah like the blondes have more fun shtick and like girls with like crazy you would think that this kind of stuff they'd be into it because I feel like it's just a stronger indication of like my internal issues like just coming literally to light (laughs) like there's a stereotype of women with crazy colored hair being like mentally unstable and or super liberal so I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. You know, like I consider myself fairly liberal, but I wouldn't consider myself totally mentally unstable. I'm going to leave you with eye lip eye. (laughs) Uh, No, I was, I was just going to say, I actually had a really interesting tangential conversation with my husband the other day, because Mm -hmm. I have been raving and complaining about getting my hair cut because it is very long right now, like very Mm -hmm. long. It's longer Mm -hmm. than I've ever had it. And for some people on Instagram, it's like, oh, that's great. I love long hair. In real life, it gets caught on everything. I have curly hair. So it's just like a lot of work. And yeah, I had 22 inch extensions. Let me tell you, oh. pretty in photos, but oh my God, the work. Yeah. Like it looks nice one day out of the year. Yay. But it's, <laughs> it's just so with a bird's nest, the rest of it. It's <laughs> so annoying. So anyway, I was talking about getting it cut mm-hmm. and I was saying to Luke, 
I think I, I hadn't really processed this, but my dad always said to my biological dad, I have two dads that I reference because I have a stepdad and then my biological dad, mm-hmm. but my biological dad said to my mom a lot when he was with her that he really didn't like short hair and like intimated that it would be something that he would leave her for. Mm. And he kept Conditional that love. I know. And he kept that pattern when he was dating other people. So I think in the back of my brain, mm-hmm. I have associated hair approval with some degree of validation like mm-hmm. oh yeah I'll stay with you but only if x y and z and Luke said to me he's like just like a really gross like loving marital moment but he Babe. said to me <laughs> like vomit warning he's like <laughs> no I I get it but I'm in love with the person who you are I don't care what your hair looks like like yeah I like longer hair but I'm in love with the person inside of you like it doesn't matter what you look like like I'm attracted to you but that's not the point <laughs> I was like me too (laughs) yeah i um my mom i've never seen her with long hair once in my life ever i've never seen my mom this this length that i have is the longest i've ever seen my mom's hair so to me um my dad married her when she had like much shorter hair so Mm -hmm. growing up that was never really an issue it wasn't until i started i started dating boys where they were like idolizing long hair you know, and now I think so many girls have heard that narrative where guys are like, I don't like short hair because masculinity and blood. And it's like, okay, I'm really sorry about your penis, but Hey, like, what can I do? They've made it, but it's on my head. So unless you're willing to style it for me every day, sorry, men stop telling women, period. Just stop (laughs) talking to us. Um, stop talking to them <laughs> um but i know girls who've made and i i've been guilty of this where they make their hair like half their personality if not more where it's like or you make style choices based on a guy that you know that you're not dating but that you know that you think will get his attention i've done that right i've definitely done that <laughs> stupid 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 Emma. but um stupid, stupid. <laughs> i i definitely have like i like having longer hair it's it's there's lots you can do with it. Like my styling options are limited, but at the same time, like cutting it was like very therapeutic for me. Yeah. And it was very like symbolic for me. And also short hair is like so chic and in right now. So yeah. Just moral of the story, do whatever you want to your hair, regardless of what any man, child, boy has to say about it. Just think really hard if you want to cut it above your ears because it takes a long time. Mine was like at about jaw length and it's, it's, I've got it cut last like August and that's, it's grown about this much since. And to me, that feels really slow, you know, like my hair does not grow quickly, but it was a choice I made. I don't regret it. And now I'm in that weird, like lob in between stage. So I like a lob. I'm a lob. I a lob. I am. It just takes, I, I never leave the apartment, so I never style it, like, ever, <laughs> you know? I curled my hair today, because I was, um, I was serving at a church conference, and we, at one point, I had to be on camera, so I curled my hair, and I got so many compliments on it, and I'm like, thank you, I had to curl this last night, because it takes for flipping ever, sleep on it, recurl any sections that fell out this morning, and it's oily as a mother, um and it's also about 50 pounds so thank you you so much much. (laughs) i'm never doing it again (laughs) thank you it looks like a waterfall we're so happy bye like (laughs) yeah uh yeah i i i was telling hannah i had really long extensions for a long time and um i will say if you're ever thinking about getting extensions it was suggested to me to start with tapins and i would tell you never get tapins if you can help it because 
like not only will most extensions pull on your roots anyway and thin your hair out over time, especially if you get ones that can't be moved up like tape-ins or um, keratin tips, which have to be re-tipped if you want to move them up, which costs like half the price of the original extension. The other glue that's in a tape-in will also just wreck your hair completely. Like I would just get like, I've never had extensions because I have a lot of hair and it would be torture. But they have like, you know, the little like loops of hair where it's like a clear, it's not a string, but it's like Mm -hmm. a clear wire. And then there's a full extension like panel. And then you just put it at like a certain point in your hair and layer your hair over it. Mm -hmm. I would try that before I would get anything. Start with wigs or anything else. Yeah, like don't glue stuff to your head arbitrarily. Yeah, you need to like, just like do that first and then decide if you really like long hair. Because let me tell you, it looks great on Instagram, but the reality is like, I woke up with it like all directions. It was a mess. And it just, once they get to a point, they just start falling out. So I spend half of my time with my super long non-extension hair in a top knot because it's so irritating. So this has been Hair Corner with Emma. This has been our tiny salon. Thank you for visiting and asking for our consultation. (laughs) We can't do hair. We can tell you how to do yours. I can do hair. I just can't do it professionally. (laughs) I can do it unprofessionally Mm -hmm, very well. mm -hmm. I love that. So I think it's time for a trip to the hive. We all know that (sighs) we've been needing it. It is an Emma's Bees moment. There's just like random death audio playing. <laughs> death alert. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I'm going to start sending you random texts that are like, death alert. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen and I won't get up. I won't do it. You can't make me. <laughs> it's not that I can't want to. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. All right. This week in the hive is just disappointment mostly. Which, what a shocking <laughs> turn of events. Which is kind of like the consistent like theme in the hive itself. But some weeks more than others, I am just hit full on in the face with the realization that I am single and I will probably be that way forever if things go the way they have been. And she died alone. <laughs> <laughs> I what? <laughs> okay, we can't start that again. Okay, so the, the I'll start with the actual event which i believe i was going to put on last week before my computer worked against me and corrupted all my files so um at macbook we're still fighting but (laughs) you're both fired and (laughs) and it was weird because some files were corrupted and others were perfectly fine so i don't know where the disconnect is i am not tech savvy and um my recovery skills are limited to let me just keep trying different things like clicking it it 10 times it didn't work okay well i don't know okay it's all ruined Uh, um (laughs) But I digress. I had posted at one point, it was last weekend, and someone had asked me like vaguely during the week, like, oh, like maybe we could hang out. But this person lived in, I want to say in like Pennsylvania, which in theory is not far. Like you, I'm in New York City. It's a hop, skip, and a jump to Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. But like, right. You know, it's, it's not all far. pretty close. But at the same time, like I'm crossing state lines regardless. There are tolls. I have to get on Belt Parkway, which is like the bane of my existence. And I will say the same thing I said last week. There is a very complicated jurisdiction for when he murders you. Correct. Because you've crossed state lines mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's 
a mess. So he was like, oh, maybe you can come hang out. And I'd like to point out that I had already indicated to this person, not even indicated, like I said, point blank, like I'm not crossing state lines to hook up with you. Like I want, I don't need to do that. That's ridiculous. And two, I'm not interested in just hooking up with you. Like I'm not interested. And then he was like, no, no, no. Like we can just like hang out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I feel like you don't believe me, but all right. Um, so to me, it was just a vague idea. And I was like, oh yeah, like maybe I can do that, you know, but like no plan was made. There was nothing concrete. So this was like on like Monday. And then during the week, someone else had asked me to do something. So I, I already had a Saturday plan, like a Mm -hmm. plan, you know, and he texted me on Friday, this original guy messaged me on Friday. He's like, Hey, are we good for a Saturday? And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? Because to me, it wasn't a plan. It was just an idea, you know? So I didn't want to, I don't like to like tell other people when I have dates because I feel like that's just like rude and not because I think that they'll be like, Oh, I, I no, because I, I do think they'll be offended because men have the egos of elephants, like mm-hmm. the size of elephants. And they're just like, which will lead into nicely into my second one. Once I'm done with the story. So I told him I had too much schoolwork to do, which is true, but right. I, just didn't, I didn't do any of it. <laughs> you know, I did have it because I didn't want to be like that person who's like, no, I have dates because I don't want to be like in your face about it, you know? Right. So I was just like, oh, I have too much going on, blah, blah. He didn't respond. So I was like, okay, whatever. And so I was busy on Saturday. And at some points, you know, like we didn't hang out until the afternoon. So in the morning, I'm just vibing, I'm posting on my Instagram story, you know, like, cause I'm the mean queen. So that's what I do. Sure. And at some point, like on, on Friday I had gone to the gym and I had like taken a boomerang video that I later posted onto my story, like after the fact, like I didn't go to the gym sure. on Saturday, but that's when I posted it to my story. And he messages me and he goes, LOL, you just want attention. And I'm like, correct. But what's the premise of this conversation? Like he, and it me, how can I help? <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we, we been new. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I was just like, I did like this. I have like a shrug emoji that I keep on lock. Like I type in the shrug on my phone and it pops up. <laughs> I have it saved. Like it's ready because I use it all the time. It's just like, and it's just, it's like not an actual emoji. It's made out of like symbols and just makes a guy going like, it's like the old computer one. Yeah. Yeah. It's an emoticon. So, but it's really, I, it's iconic and relevant almost all the time. So I sent him that and then he was like, you're not even good at it. And I was like, okay, well, you're messaging me. So I guess I kind of am. But <laughs> I was like, really? Because you're still here. <laughs> so um, I, I don't even know what I said at that. I, oh, I took screenshots. I'll post them to the Instagram. And I, I was just like, I think I, at that point I was just like annoyed because mm-hmm. I, I was like, you're like insulting me for no reason. And okay. And I was like, what's your deal? I was like, what's with your attitude? And he was like, you like snub me. And then here you are posting on your story. This is and that. And I was like, I I told him, I was like, I told you I had stuff going on. That doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to get on Instagram. Like they're not mutually exclusive to one another, you know, like at at what point on any day, are you so busy that you don't have time to pick up your phone at least once? I don't know anyone who's like that, you know? So, but aside from that, it's, it's not, it's not his business. It's not like you posted a photo of you, like, drinking alone in a bar hashtag no plans like right <laughs> it really was just like memes that he had seen throughout the day and was like oh, she has the audacity to be on instagram when she said no to this vague idea I'm like oh no so he said that and i i responded in kind just like when i told him like they're not mutually exclusive to one another i don't know what your attitude's about and he 
just went, went off at that point. He was saying like, God, I wish I could remember the exact wordage. Um, like I said, I'll post it on my story. But ultimately, I ended up being like, you're mad because I didn't send you quote unquote butt pics like you asked for and you're taking it out on me. So mm-hmm. like, oh, so sad for you. And then he was like, I asked him why he was salty. That's when he went into this tirade of me being like rejecting him for X, Y, and Z reason, blah, blah, blah. And I, I ended up blocking him not soon, not, like, not long after, which I thought Hannah would be very proud of. Because he was just going off. He was just going off on me for no reason. And I was like, I, he's like, I tried to get to know you and like, here you are doing this. And I was like, in what way did you try to get to know me? You asked me to come over and hang out in your bedroom and send you nudes. And you were like, and I was like, you sent me dick pics while I was out with friends on Friday, which I told you like I was out. And I was like, my entire friend group has seen it. No one's impressed. <laughs> and I blocked them because I'm like, I'm not here for your passive aggressive drama when I've never met you, you know? And I'm just so grossed out that men think it's an okay thing to just send someone a dick pic because like this is a long tangent that I will not take the full loop on but I'll just do like the quick drive by for sure it's harassment like no one asked you to send a sexually explicit photo and for you to take casual conversation as an open invitation to forcibly expose yourself to that person, I just think it's disgusting. Like, I know that modern culture thinks it's, like, chill and fine and whatever, and, like, you can just send nude pictures to whoever, which, fair enough, if you guys have both said, like, this is something that we are interested in doing, like, whatever, but the fact that it's just fine and, like, expected for men to expose their genitalia to random people is disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not okay. It's not funny. I don't want it. It's not something that is an acceptable thing. Unless I've already told you, I am open to us having this type of correspondence because mm-hmm. it's just harassment. Like nobody asked you for this. Nobody wants this. And public exposure is a crime in most states. So thank you for listening to my TED talk. I'm out. Mm-mm. so my yeah my whole issue with this was that like one it was not a concrete plan so I don't know why you're mad at me for having something going on in my life that like has nothing to do with you and two for him to like say like oh you just want attention because you didn't send me nude specifically it's like maybe you should take a moment and think like why doesn't this woman want me maybe it's because I live far away and I've indicated to her that I only want a sexual relationship which she told me in no uncertain terms that she's not interested in so it's like tenfold at this point <laughs> and like I, I don't know how else to say it to guys I don't know how else to get it through in your teeny tiny pea brain heads that I don't want to hook up with you I don't want to I don't need to I have a vibrator I don't need you okay girl is independent over here so I'm sorry I'm just I'm I'm annoyed because this is nine out of 10 of my interactions with men on these apps, regardless of the app, you know, like, and regardless of your opening, like you've also said like, Hey, and you've gotten a very similar reaction. It's not like you're out there, like trying to elicit this response from Mm -mm. men and then getting it back. No, I, I, I had one guy and I'm torn, which one I want to talk about, because I think this one's more significant. I had a guy recently message me and I posted it on Facebook and it gave me the ick. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's like the most recent it interaction. It was horrific. It was crazy. So this guy, he 
like on my mom profile, I have don't know yet listed as like what I want because not because I'm like, oh, do I want just casual sex or I want a relationship? It's more so like, I don't like to set expectations for myself when I go into apps. Like maybe I'll meet someone, maybe I won't, but I don't want to. Maybe I'm just here to have conversations. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't want to put myself in a box on either side of the spectrum, you know? So for me, I always just say, I don't know yet. And ultimately someone does end up asking me like, what are you looking for? And usually I say something along the lines of like, I'd like to make a genuine connection with someone, but I don't like to put expectations on either one of us when we enter into this conversation. So for me, it's just like, let's meet, let's see how we feel about each other. And then if we vibe, like we'll continue. And if we don't like no harm, no foul, you know, like to me, that's what dating is, you know, but there's now this popular opinion that dating is like, let's have sex first and then decide if we like each other, which to me is something I have done when I was trying to get guys to like me. And I don't want to do it anymore because it never works. Well, and like, I just want to sit people down and have like a thorough conversation. I'm sure I've said this before. I've been on both sides of this and I can tell you, it does not make a genuine connection. It does not tell you if this person is going to be the right person for you. Millions of relationships fail that have this mentality. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. this is not a foolproof method to find your perfect partner. Well, this man was, I mean, he was, a thorough advocate he was crazy about it and so the thing is though he didn't have any other points like there were no supporting arguments it was just yeah it was just circular so what he says is like like he mentions like oh he's in like are you interested in like casual and i was like that depends on your definition of casual you know because like it, it varies person to person some people mean like casual in the sense that like you could be it's dating just sex people. or you could be seeing other people. It just varies, you know? Yeah. So um, he says his, his quote is you and I can date and we can have sex while we build up more to a relationship status. And he goes on about like sexual chemistry being so important. And I was like, okay, I understand your thought process because I've been there where I was like, oh, well, if I don't have sexual chemistry with them, then like, what's the point? But I came back with, I have found that when there's an actual genuine emotional connection, there's never bad sex. Like I've never had a situation. 150%. I've never been with someone I cared about and who cared about me where there was bad sex because that's the whole point of sex, right? Is to like give yourself and be given a part of someone. And if you care about someone, then the chemistry is already there. You don't need to build sexual chemistry. It already exists. So, but of course this man doesn't agree with me. Then he goes, oh no, I don't disagree. And then he proceeds to disagree with me by saying, I go into every, (laughs) he goes, I go into, I I agree, but also like counterpoint, um, I go into every relationship and situation open-minded meeting you and sleeping together would be a lovely way to see if we're really that compatible. I love to date and do the other stuff, but we have to make sure there's sexual chemistry. What do you think? And of course I just continue to repeat myself and I say, I don't have sex when I first meet someone and I have to like say this multiple times he goes oh yeah like i totally agree i hardly ever do that ever ever ever. all the time (laughs) and then he's like but when i do it's so great and because he asked like don't you've never done that and i was like no i've done it and here's why i don't do it anymore because it makes me feel gross and like used so maybe in your head you don't think you're using me but by you pretending in my head pretending like trojan horsing me into casual sex by pretending that it like is going to maybe ooh, like you're putting me now in a situation where you're like baiting me with what i want with a, a, a hidden agenda and i don't it's appreciate emotional that. manipulation 100 so he keeps going you know let's he first he's very condescending he goes well let's think about this as if like one like bro you're not nearly as smart as you think you are like i i've seen through you from the start of this conversation so i'm already attracted to you i wouldn't just ghost you 
that's exactly what someone who would ghost you would say also, by the way. <laughs> like, so I'm very serious about finding the right person. And I feel like sexual chemistry will make us stronger in the long run. Do you not agree? And I was like, I don't agree because like I've said, sexual chemistry is inherently there when you have emotional chemistry and yep. attachment to someone. Yeah. Like I, everyone is so worried like, Oh, what if his dick is too small or what if this is and that? And it's like, it will not matter. I promise it you it won't matter. It won't matter. And I told him straight up, if someone's not willing to get me, like get to know me as I am without what I can offer sexually, they are not worth my time. 100%. And I was so, I was like, yeah. She did, she did clapping emojis. And let me just say like, I've been, this is not something I'm consistent about all the time. Like it, it really just depends on where I'm at. Right. So like from this point on, like this conversation onward, I've been very, like, I haven't done anything nefarious. I've not sent news. I haven't been like, Ooh, yeah, let's hook up, you know, because like, I don't need to, I don't want to. And that's not how I've, I've gotten to this point because I've been on the other side of that and I know how it feels. So like, I have to, even though I get lonely like, I have to protect my emotional well-being first and foremost, like. But the thing is, there's no other culture apart from like modern Western culture that has ever said it's totally fine to have sex, but not make yourself personally vulnerable. It's about integrity. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm not able to make myself emotionally naked and be completely vulnerable with you and know that you're with me no matter what that level of commitment then it doesn't make any sense for me to be sexually intimate with you because Mm -hmm. that level of commitment has to be the same in order to sustain the sex Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter who you're sleeping with if their personal commitment to you does not match and outweigh their sexual interest in you, you're never going to have a functional relationship. Like, I don't care how sexually compatible people are. They break up. Like Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. they break up because you don't like, they always say in movies, like you never marry the the person you're having amazing sex with. It's probably because they don't have an emotional commitment to you that is at the same level as their interest in you, in your body. Mm -hmm. Like anybody can be interested in anybody's body for a period of time that has no reflection on their level of commitment to you, their level of compatibility with you, and moreover, their ability to run a race with you because this is a partner that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so small-minded for people to say like, this is the only way for compatibility to function. Like, obviously it's not. I maintain the confusion. I maintain the confusion and the also the just, I I don't, I can't understand because I've never been like this. The absolute, one track mind tunnel vision men have about sex. I don't get it. You know, I get hormones. I understand like when you're young, they're raging. You don't know what to do with them. Well, like that's what college is for, you know, like everyone is sort of just sex crazed at that age. I get it. Once you hit a certain point, why is that not out of your system? Why are you 30 years old and still being like, Oh, well, like my career, I'm like, sir, you work at a Wendy's what career, you know, like, what are you doing? That makes it so difficult for, you know, like, and that just screams insecurity to me. So he says, when I tell him like, you're not worth my time if you don't consider me for anything but sex. He goes, absolutely, I would 100% agree. And then he proceeds to again, disagree with me. I'm saying, I'm just it's at that like point. gaslighting. It's so much, it's very gaslighting. He's like, oh no, no, I get it. Like, but you're not understanding my point. And it's like, no, 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 no. I understand your point. I just think it's stupid. So 
he goes, I'm just at the point in my life now where I know you're probably an amazing girl. And I'd love to learn all about you and date having sexual chemistry early is beneficial at this age, because not to sound too crazy. I want to have kids in my thirties. And I want to know if I'll be able to reproduce with a potential partner. And I like the last thing I said to him was, like I said, I understand the thought process, but I'm firm in my conviction that I don't want to give myself sexually to someone who isn't committed to me in that relationship already. And he goes, Mm. he goes, fair enough. And that's not, he said that. And then like an hour later, he goes like, well, if you change your mind and you want to cuddle, read, come over and have sex with me, let me know. And I was like, who wants to cuddle with someone they don't know? It makes me highly uncomfortable when men I don't know try to be affectionate with me. Like I'm not, it's one thing to go over and know you're going to have sex with someone. That's not affectionate. Right. It's another for them to be like, come here. And like, you don't know me. Don't touch me. You don't know me. Sorry. So, um, that was just like, uh, that experience was crazy to me because thrice he, he was like, no, 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 I totally agree with you. Here's why I don't agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick counterpoint. (laughs) All the opposites. And I was like, and someone in my friends was like, he's definitely not as smart as he thinks he is. And it's like, no, it's true. He's not because he definitely thought at some point I'd be like, oh my God, you're like, so right. How could I not see this point? Mm -hmm. So I, I just, it blew my mind. (laughs) I was just like, what? And once again, I took screenshots and I posted them on Facebook and I will also post them on Instagram. But, like a champion um, but i think i actually have funny interactions and this one was just like frustrating for me because i had to keep repeating myself and i'm like in no world should a woman not just a woman but anyone have to say no this many times for you to finally accept begrudgingly that that is my answer yeah why are you being so pushy i'm not attracted to pushy it doesn't make me want you it makes me want to call the police on you a little bit well, and it's also interesting because I think people are starting to kind of open their eyes to the fact that aside from just the general like awakening of the patriarchy and understanding the roles that men and women generally occupy and how mm-hmm. they interact with each other and how that can be detrimental to women, especially recently in the UK, there was a girl who was missing who ended up, she, she passed away. Her name was Sarah. And it, there's a bunch of hashtags like she was just walking home. And it's just about like everybody, it could happen to anybody. Was this that whole like, oh, curfew debacle in the House of Lords that went on? I don't think so. So she she disappeared walking home around her own neighborhood mm-hmm. and they like didn't have any suspects. They didn't know what happened, but it was basically just a case of a lot of people going, this is genuinely something that could have happened to me. It could have happened mm-hmm. to anyone because men consistently make women feel unsafe and so a lot of guys asked especially on like twitter what can i do to make women feel more safe and so there's been a lot of responses you know this is what you could do and one of the things that they published was they published a series a a survey series in the uk and it was that 97 percent of women reported being harassed and i was like i think it's a hundred percent there's no way it's less than a hundred percent because it's happened to me it's happened to you and like i'm I'm no longer in a space where like I just interact with anybody and I still like there is a person that I know that the way he interacts with me is harassment and it's not sexual but it's unwanted and it is very clearly targeted towards me compared to like the other women that I see the other Mm -hmm. women that I know and it makes me feel uncomfortable I don't feel safe so what like 
anyway short tangent. Hey, we, we could really go off on this all day because this is this kind of interaction is point blank period what we talk about when we talk about men not respecting the no that we give them you know like and then there's always this like counter argument of like oh well maybe it's how you said it like how else could i have said that you know like that was what i was gonna say too because i posted it on my story i'll try and send it to the t so that we can post it on instagram but it's it's two circles not a venn diagram but it's two circles and it's like what we tell women you shouldn't have been out that late you shouldn't have been dressed like that you shouldn't have been you shouldn't have been you shouldn't have been and then the other circle is men need to behave like men need to respect women Mm -hmm. and it's just like all of these reasons that she was attacked or that a woman was harassed or that we're not heard when we say no. And like on the other side, it's like men taking responsibility for their own actions. Wouldn't that be such a world? <laughs> Crazy. I, what a time to be alive. I'm well, you know, the only thing that I can think of to do is just continue to expose them and embarrass them. You know, like, yeah, I can't think of anything, obviously us being like, Hey, this is how we feel. Like you guys keep saying like, prove it, you know, like here's your proof. Here's point blank period. A man continually pushing me to do something that I don't want to do when I have very clearly said, I don't want to do this. And here is why. Well, and I'm also interested in the reverse angle of this because in, you know, in male perspectives, in um, like an LGBTQ situation, I don't know what that's like because Mm -hmm. most of my interactions are heteronormative. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, but like, it's just interesting to me that like, no, isn't just no, because anybody's no should just be no. Right. Like, why do I have to justify why my no is no beyond no, I don't want to. That should be Thank enough for, for you. And if a man ever said, no, I don't want to to me, I'd be like, okay, I right. heard you. <laughs> gotcha. I will now vacate the premises and never speak to you again. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So um, a little more serious bees this week, you know, because twice I was just verbally harassed by men for not giving them what they wanted. And it's like, if you're that, buy a pocket pussy, if you're that desperate or- Ooh. But let's be real about it. If you're that desperate that you have to resort to harassing a woman out of the, let's say, four million that exist in New York City. Yeah. Like, what level have you reached? You know, like, you should be ashamed of that. And you, if, you, if you're at that level, go pay someone, you know, like, because clearly you're itching for it. And, you know, maybe they have this weird, like, standard that I don't, I'm, I'm not aware of, you know, like, you're super picky. Like, you need to be less picky then if you're at that point. Learn self-control. Mm-hmm. You're not a dog. You don't have to have sex. Several Certainly. million people don't have sex every day, and they're fine. Mm, it's true. No I, one does. I have, I was a virgin until I was 21, and I have gone literal years in between partners without having sex. And somehow, I'm still alive. Still alive and (laughs) okay (laughs) on that note (laughs) moving swiftly onward i think it's time (sighs) i think that we're just moving to a totally different direction (laughs) let's just take a hard right so all right the tea is exceptionally good today (laughs) who made this Mm, very delicious i don't know what's going on (laughs) but every time i stop that audio there's like a blum blum and i don't know why Death. Where are you? <laughs> Death alert man is <laughs> Oh man. Okay. 
So I am going to be the captain of this voyage into our ship on this. On the sea of on this ship. <laughs> I like that you said that, even if it's not accurate. So. I did not plan it. <laughs> so. Ship. She's Sean Connery. <laughs> We'd like to ship some tea. So basically, my first question, Emma, okay. are you an introvert or an extrovert? And why? Extrovert. Extrovert easy. And... I don't know why, because you, if, you, <laughs> if you had known me growing up, complete polar opposite. I was not a people person. I was very shy because I had very serious, I, have, I still have, but I had an untreated abandonment complex growing up from my parents' divorce, which resulted yeah. in me just being an awkward individual. And so I found it not hard to make friends, but I did find it hard to fit in with sure. certain groups. Um, and maybe that was just because I was a child of divorce among a sea of children who didn't have divorced parents yeah. and the divorce happened while I was in school with them. So they witnessed it basically. So right. I didn't become an extrovert until I switched schools. And that's when I got to really come into my own. So I think my environment just had a lot to do with that development. So, sure. and from there on, I don't know, it, it just, that's how I feel rejuvenated you know like when I'm alone too long I which this pandemic has been like hell for this like mm-hmm. I I find myself becoming lethargic and irritable and cantankerous as Moira would tell us so it's true she would she would tell us that so um, in answer to my own question uh, am I an introvert or an extrovert and why I am an introvert And it's because I recover alone. So the like lethargic, overwhelmed, needing to change your environment. That's how I feel when I've had too too many people around me for too Mm -hmm. long. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people who are introverts, especially because it's such a scale that you can be like an introverted extrovert. You can be an ambivert, like a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of spaces on the spectrum here. But for me... I can do close others a lot and I can't do a bunch of people like strangers for very long at all. Mm -hmm. And I think the pandemic has really heightened that for me. So I am thriving in the pandemic because I don't like, I I miss seeing my friends, but I don't miss having a ton of people around me all the time. Mm -hmm. So my ideal Friday night is actually, if not going out and doing something fun with like close others, it would be staying in. Mm. So I don't, I don't want to be in like a 40 person room. That's horrible for me. And it's not because I'm shy. It's because I, I don't enjoy myself. I'm not at ease in those environments and I don't recover around people. I recover by myself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because my husband is very, very quiet, but he is such an extrovert. He loves to be around people mm. and people are constantly shocked because if you met him, you'd be like, Oh, that's an introvert because he's not super talkative if he doesn't know you, but it's how you recover. It's not necessarily how you come across. Cause I'm quite talkative. I'm very personable if I do this on myself, but <laughs> which we do, I, I do, but I, I have no problem conversing with people. I don't know. I can come up with subjects. I'm not awkward when I meet people. And so people naturally are like, Oh, she's loud. She's, you know, she's happy to mix with a bunch of people and she can come up with conversation easily. She's an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know? And my husband is an extrovert, but it's always interesting to me that like people automatically go, oh, you have a really loud personality. You're an extrovert. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing today? Mm-hmm. We are looking at an article on one of my favorite sources to date, which is fairygodboss.com. Re-boss baby tea. <laughs> Thanks so much. You're a star. 
So it's basically like a hundred funny conversation starters to try. And it was um, like for people who feel shy and awkward and basically like conversation starters. Okay. I just thought it'd be really funny if we took some of these because I think a lot of people who are introverts Mm -hmm. have a lot of trouble starting conversation. But I would also say that about extroverts. It's like I was saying, like, you can't always place people on a scale. So I just thought it'd be a funny experiment to like, how would you react to these? Okay. So I'm going to give you basically a bunch of random questions. And this is our conversation starter. And obviously I know you, you know me, but I thought it'd be really funny to see like, this is how you open a conversation. Okay. What'd you do? Ready? Emma. Yes. What is the most bizarre thing you've ever eaten? Uh, hmm ostrich ew yeah when did you eat ostrich so my friend david is really into like exotic foods like he's food in general but he'll try anything is his name joe exotic (laughs) actually um no um god forbid no um david exotic and i i'm gonna call him the next time i see him he's gonna be like what did you just say (laughs) no he he always like he'll order weird food from other countries just to try it and at one one day he had ostrich jerky and i tried it and i have to say i was not a fan personally Ew. i'm not i don't consider myself a picky eater but i do have trouble eating unorthodox foods um especially if i know like if you gave me a piece of jerky and you were like it's beef jerky and i was like i would be like oh okay and i'm like this doesn't taste like beef jerky this is a little weird and then like it's ostrich <laughs> i'm like you tricked me so my, my dad used to do that to me all the time that's how i tried liver um that's how I tried eel my dad exposed me to like he he did it with horseradish once and he said it's hot but I thought he meant temperature so then I ate it and I was suffering because I was like eight years old so I was like why would you do this um so my dad (laughs) exposed me to a lot of like interesting cuisines growing up because he thought it was funny and because he wanted to force me to be cultured so I have two answers to this one I think eating shrimp is really weird like, I know it's a very okay. commonplace food, but I just mm-hmm. think it's such a weird food to eat. They're like these little, like, like what's weirder little... is crawfish. Oh, just, so, I haven't eaten that, but that's, they're I just so will. weird to me. Anyway, mm-hmm. that would be my opinion of the weirdest, my actual, like, answer. I've recently learned that growing up in America has several handicaps, and one of them is that you put ketchup on so many things <laughs> that in other parts of the world would find, like, abhorrent. Okay. <laughs> and I have two examples. One, when I was little, I would always put ketchup on my mac and cheese. Like, okay. I, oh, I should, I used to do applesauce on my mac and cheese. <laughs> like, and you know, like, if you go steak and shake, if you go steak and shake, which is like a fast food diner chain in the United States, mostly in the Midwest, yeah. sometimes in the Southeast, but um, they have an option where you can add cheddar to your apple pie. And it's the same premise. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it is honestly so good. <laughs> so, anyway, proceed. America's a disgusting <laughs> We just have anyway. no palate whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, I, so example number one was putting it on my mac and cheese, uh-huh. which a lot of people that I know here are like thoroughly grossed out it by. It's disgusting, but okay. And option number two, when I was like seven, my dad took me to a seafood restaurant okay. and he was like, try this. And I didn't know that. And it was lobster, but it was lobster. Okay. And I, I was like, lobster. can I have ketchup? This tastes no! terrible. Ketchup on lobster. And I You're know disgusting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my I was, like, God. So I was like, just give me ketchup and I'll eat it. Like, That's true. My sister used to do ketchup on potato chips. 
Which, like, I get potato and ketchup. They go together. Fries. We all do it. But in a potato chip form, I just like disagree aggressive. wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, um, but I stand by my answer. Ostrich, I think, is weirder than applesauce and mac and cheese. All right. What is the funniest movie that you've ever seen? That's subjective, isn't it? Um, yeah. Gosh, I don't know because it changes. Honestly, The Grinch. <laughs> it the Grinch or The Emperor's New Groove. They stand also the test good. of time. They, they're good. always funny to me. I've never watched those and not laughed at the jokes. But you like, everyone's like, oh, 40-year-old virgin, stepbrothers. I hate that comedy. I, hate I think it's so cringy. I never laugh when I watch it. Like, I don't like slapstick humor. I just don't yeah. think it's funny at all. But I think that there's a lot of niche references in movies like The Emperor's New Groove and The Grinch because they're targeted towards kids, but they know that adults are watching. So they're like, let's throw some stuff in there. Like, I think Disney is really good about it, but I love Disney movies for hilarious movies. Like Hercules is so funny yeah. to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. He is he is, like, if I was like a gay man, I would be Hades for sure. <laughs> what? He's like literally flaming. I love him. Oh, good. He's so good. And uh, a lot of the times when I used to screw up at work, when I was in the military, I would quote Hercules and nobody would get it because uh, we would like, have an assignment as a group or something and if we didn't get it done i'd be like we are worms i'm not happy bob and people i love i'm not happy bob i do that all the time i would echo i would echo emperor's new groove for sure i like the monty python movies i think they're okay. funny I think the Holy Grail is funny. I wouldn't call them like the height of humor. Necessarily. No, but, but they're funny and they're really quotable, which yes. is the thing. <laughs> Tis but a scratch. And... <laughs> it's a flesh wound. <laughs> Bite your knees off. <laughs> Just stuff like that, where like, it's, it's not as funny watching it, but when you're quoting it back, like yeah. when we were doing the death alert thing earlier, there's the scene in it where they're like, bring out your dead. And they have like, <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I can go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> if you haven't yeah. seen that, it's worth a watch. Like I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't think Monty Python's funny. It's really slow, blah, blah. Holy Grail is worth a watch. I think it's, it's I think early on it's funny because they have the coconuts <laughs> and it's like one of the first. Don't pass it. So Oh, also the Princess Bride is like oh, so funny, so, good. <laughs> so funny. So we, I, I was serving at this conference at my church this week, and they had dinners provided for us. And I didn't quote this because I just didn't think the people in the room would get it. But I was like, <laughs> you have to "Thank you, them. culinary people," in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and that was to them. I would imagine they'd be like, "That's so condescending. Why would you say?" Yeah, they'd be that? like, "What? <laughs> what?" <laughs> Honestly, that makes me think of that scene in Amber's New Groove where they're like trying to get back the first time and they're pretending to be husband and wife. <laughs> and they're like circling in and out of the kitchen with the chef. Oh man. Classic. Uh, classic. Okay. Anyway, what's next? Okay. This is going to be a doozy. So oh, great. Take a <laughs> okay. What is the worst advice you've ever taken? Oh my God. Where do we start? Long okay. list, bro. <laughs> Long list. Um... I can't I, it's hard for me to think of any specific scenario can you think of anything <laughs> like off the top of your head yeah I'll think of like a top three really quick I definitely think when I was younger I had a lot of friends who they just didn't know any better you know but uh one of my best friends would always be like you should just hook up with that guy like that tagline you should just mm -hmm. hook up with them 
mm-hmm. worst advice in the world. And also I would say putting things on credit is healthy for your credit score is the yeah. worst um, advice in the world. Buddy. Put gum. And if you can pay off gum, build. But like, really? until you can pay off gum, don't, do not pass go. And the third worst piece of advice I ever got that I took was to, oh, to do like those acid peels for your skin. Oh man. <laughs> You're literally like setting your skin on fire. It's in like, hopes that'll be better. Here's the alcohol. Now light a match and go. It's the skin underneath that you want. It's that's not how skin works, but it's fine. <laughs> the um, skin underneath is not skin. It's muscle. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I echo like Voldemort. <laughs> I, I, Echo the credit because that's something you hear just all the time. Like, oh, just get your groceries, but it's it's a slippery slope. You start with groceries, and you're like, I can do like this and that. Like, it's, I it's could like, afford these boots. I could buy starts, it out next. It starts very small, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I owe ten thousand dollars. How did this happen? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and you look at the bill and it's like dumb, it's like dumb small <laughs> stuff that, in theory, if you had a hole in your life, you could have paid off. But if you're yep. like me and you're not in control of whatever happens to you and what goes on in your own home, <laughs> down the hill. Um, okay. My second would be a lot of people believing in the post-workout protein window. Like, oh, you need to eat within 30 minutes of working out. Like, dumb. Oh, just stupid. Up. Dumb advice. And I guess the third would be to... My, a lot of mine are fitness related because I'm obviously very heavily influenced by like gym culture. But the second would be like to eat lean proteins you hate just because they're lean proteins. So like my coaches would have me eat plain tilapia for Ugh. every meal. And I was like, I'm not, I couldn't eat it. So I would end up only eating about 600 calories during the day because I couldn't eat the fish. I could not do it. I told them like, I can't eat it. And I had this guy I worked with who would like constantly, he was so pushy and annoying. And he was like a nice guy, you know? Um, and maybe it's cause he was only four foot 11. He had a complex about it, but <laughs> um, I'm not a heightist. Don't get me wrong, but this was not the reason I was not attracted to this man. It was because he was an obnoxious piece of shit, but I digress. He would be one of those people who was like, oh, well, you should just eat it anyway. Like, even if you don't like it, because it's good for you. Like, if you don't like the taste of something, just because it's good for you, don't eat it. Don't do it. You don't have to. It's okay. Oh, uh, the worst piece of advice, 100% top of the score for me. The worst piece of advice that I've ever received and taken is that the BMI is an accurate scale. Oh, yes. Thank you, military, Thank you for, for time. <laughs> ruining nine years of my life. I really appreciate you. I would say seven, because by the time I got to like my like almost end of my career, I was like, this can't be accurate. I'm sorry. I would say 10 because of the extra trauma that it has already impacted upon me and like unleashed yeah. ED recovery nightmares. <laughs> I'm having PTSD as we speak. <laughs> I'm being like, you're 30% body fat. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but that's just me so the next one Mm -hmm. what is the magical power that you wish you had Hmm. i thought about this a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you say that i have a point counterpoint everyone (laughs) always says flight right so are you talking like superpower or like anything at all like any supernatural ability whatsoever Mm -hmm. okay well you just said yes to both which is it (laughs) 
it's just magic. So okay, I think okay, you okay. can choose. I, um, I don't. I don't think they're okay, that specific. Okay, okay. it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like how do you choose just one? You know, I think it would be of all like the books, <laughs> one all the books I've read and things like that. I think it would be the ability to the ability, the ability. Look what I did there to wear like or become anyone that I saw like I could mimic anyone that I saw you know what I'm saying like take on their appearance and their identity and then just like walk through life because then I could be literally anyone I wanted and you can make a career doing that so that'd be cool or the ability to control fire that would also be really cool those are very disparate <laughs> options <laughs> right I like to offer myself variety <laughs> Okay, so I would say my top two would be controlled mind reading. Mm-hmm. And I don't want so, to know what people are thinking about me. I really oh, don't. I, I so <laughs> no! Bad. I just love, like, knowing things. And then the other option for me would be the ability to teleport. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one because then I could just or travel fly. literally anywhere I want. Flying, I feel like it's like... like difficult you know but like how if i could apparate Wonder Woman honestly <laughs> I, I retract my initial answer i wish that i could apparate all of harry potter literally anywhere because you can go the whole wide world is open to you literally yeah. anywhere what cool. and you don't have to sit in economy <laughs> i don't have long legs but let me tell you even i get cramped so preach all right how would you spend your winnings if you won the lottery well, half of it would be paying off credit card debt. <laughs> I was going to say, it would, it would certainly not be half of it. That's quite a lot. Um, but it would definitely be a portion. It's not that much debt. Come on. <laughs> it's like it's like a used car payment. <laughs> That's how much. So. $100,000? No, that would be insanity. I do really feel for people who like are genuinely in like hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Like that. Donald Trump. That, <laughs> I mean, that horrifies me. Like you may as well just call bankruptcy and end it but you know whatever um you do you <laughs> you do you, whatever you want to do no i would definitely obviously use it to pay off i've thought about this a lot as well i would pay off my debt as well as the debt of my family like i'd buy out my parents house i'd pay off my sisters and my brother's student loans etc cetera, etc cetera. and then that amount of money i can't even fathom having that much i don't know what i would do i'd probably buy a brownstone in full in new york city in like the upper east side and then with the five dollars that I have left, I get a latte. Thank you. Yeah, I would do. I don't think I could take that amount of money without like giving it to charity. So I would give it to. I sponsor Compassion Kids, so I'd probably give it to like a charity that I work with now and set up like a trust for a couple of the kids. Mm-hmm. And. Then I would pay off, yeah, family debts. Like I would pay off my parents' houses. I would basically just set them up for the rest of their lives. And then for me, you know, I would just really keep enough so that I could do whatever I wanted and not worry about Mm -hmm. a job per se. Cause like, I would love to be a full-time interior designer. The problem is it's unrealistic. Like (laughs) can't afford it. (laughs) It's just like, you could do that or you could keep eating. So it's just a choice. Um, <laughs> like, if I can just eat air, actually. Like, I'm good. But I, yeah, like I would love to do that because then you could just have fun, creative projects. And you like, I'm a, I'm a work person. I think we were all created to work. So like I would have something to do, but it would just be nice not to have to be like, 
beholden to a job mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. no, i understand to my magical job. power is that <laughs> i don't have a job and yet i can afford things a la influencers it's <laughs> just called being born to the one percent <laughs> it's fine. yeah i'm a one percenter that's my magic power. <laughs> honestly okay what is the worst gift you've ever received oh um this is gonna sound so pretentious and so first world but the third ipad from my father that's the worst one i all i'm telling you it was the most impractical one to be sure because i already had ipads i did not use and all i asked for was seriously i was like i just want money because then i can direct it towards my bills as i see fit you know and like the money just give me the cash like the money you would have put towards an ipad just give it to me in cash and he was like i don't like to give cash and so he got me an ipad instead and i was like great another thing oh and that and probably like the rape whistle that they gave me a couple of years ago <laughs> great in theory <laughs> but i've never taken it with me i never remember to take it so it was not even a whistle it's an alarm you literally press a button and an alarm goes off death alert <laughs> it is like death alert but i wouldn't say that one was the worst it's just like the most unused so the worst present that i've ever gotten is for christmas my dad tries he got me face soap that i couldn't even use like it was not good for my skin type and it was face soap so it's like oh for eight like so yeah that was bad uh i also have gotten food that i can't eat Mm -hmm. that was a fun one so I was like, okay. Well. Yeah, I can't think of like, well, I don't have them as many restrictions as you. So like, I've never had like, most gifts I can use. And most people listen to me when they ask me what I want, or they know me well enough to get me something that is going to be worthwhile. Um, yeah. I can't, most of my exes didn't even get me anything that like, I couldn't use, you know, but um, my dad just, he just does what he wants. <laughs> so just lives um, his own life. I promise that I'm not like, Oh, I mean, I'm privileged for many reasons, but I didn't, I'm not like living the high life by any means. So when I say that, I think there's this illusion that like my dad's wealth bleeds into me. It doesn't at all. I saw this translation the other day that just made me cry laughing. And it was this long conversation about this. He, this guy was like complaining about his life and he was trying to tell someone that like he needed to get a transfer to a different job. (laughs) And he goes, my rent is burdensome. I'm like, amen. Chiropes. <laughs> 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 He's speaking facts. Oh, Honestly. Man. Mine just came okay. out and I'm crying. So now I'm dead. So who would play you in a movie? Jeez. Oh, that's tough. Emma I'm Stone. Like, Emma Stone, I think, would be a good option. That'd be a good one. Both for the name Emma and for the personality. Yeah. That'd be a good one. I would say. I would like like a Scar Joe to play me, you know, like witty and funny, but mm-hmm. like a real person. I'm open to like a Katherine Heigl situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's got similar body proportions to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm really digging deep into this casting. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, for personality, like Scarlett Johansson or like a very curvy Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, I, if she okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going based on personality. If I had to go on body type, I don't know what celebrity woman shares my body type. Um, 
Mindy Kaling. She'd be hilarious as you actually. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think that should be a great option if she was, you know, not if, if I weren't white rather. So yeah. If you were white. <laughs> so. All right. What is your spirit animal? <laughs> okay. Before I answer this, I have to tell you, I saw a video of a stand-up comedian. He's British or no, he's Australian. Um, and he was saying that girls, spirit animals never make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> And so he was like, he's like, I was, I was at a bar and I sat next to this clearly intoxicated girl. She goes, you know what? My spirit animal is a dolphin. <laughs> he was like, great. He's like, they're never anything that makes any sense. You know, it's just, so that it reminded me of that. Oh, if I really so had to funny. pick an animal, I think it would just be a dog, you know? But I think you're it'd be loyal. Like a, you're fun. I, I think that it'd be like, like to exercise. It'd, be, it'd be one of two. It'd be either a golden retriever. Or be a Pomeranian. Yes. Yes. Maybe a hybrid of the two, you know. A Pom Retriever. I was thinking of how to combine the words, but I'm not sure how to gracefully get into that. So a golden Iranian. <laughs> a golden Iranian. <laughs> a golden palm. A golden pom pom. So <laughs> uh, anyway, what's yours? <laughs> right. <laughs> Natural transition. I would say mine is definitely a like you know they had like the biomes in like middle school mm-hmm. mine is an arctic biome okay i would say it would be like a little winter fox because they're like feisty and oh, cute so and they like they like love snow and i too love snow and i just think they're a good look you know they're mm-hmm, cute mm-hmm. They, there's, there's a lot of videos I watch of like certain accounts that are dedicated to like sanctuaries for animals and there's a fox one that i follow and they're so cute so cute and they're so smart too very mm-hmm. very clever very cunning all right and my last question okay <clears throat> what's the one thing you would tell yourself 10 years ago you have to just pick one it is okay to have thick thighs they save lives <laughs> they do save lives but mostly uh, what i really would want to say to her is like how you feel about your body now, maintain that because I wasn't thinking about it the way that I think about it now or that I have since I graduated high school. You know what I'm saying? So um, I would say like the image that you feel about yourself now, you know, like you could probably up it in confidence a little bit, but like, don't overthink it because I, I don't think ever once in high school did I look at my body critically in a way, like I definitely noticed that thinner women or girls at that age were like the popular type, you know, but I don't think I remember feeling like I needed to look like them, you know, like I just existed. I was who I was. And no one, once I moved to public school, no one called me fat once, which was like my identifier at my old school, because like, once you maintain your baby fat for even a little while at a young age, even if you lose it later, it doesn't matter. You are who you are. So going to public school, no one ever commented on my physique ever again, ever. So I would tell her, like, just keep that up. Just, like, how you feel about yourself, like, carry that with you. Yeah. I would definitely also talk about identity. I think it's so important to know that you are a valuable human. Mm -hmm. I think one of the, I think the thing I would tell 10 years ago, Hannah, is it's so important that people really like you for you 
don't waste time trying to convince people who don't that you're worth their time. Mm-hmm. Like the quality of connection is so much more important than the quantity mm-hmm. and, and friends are worth their weight in gold. Like good friends that are with you, they're ride or dies. They they're with you in life, like with you, with you, they support you. They're there for you. You don't need to be everybody's best friend and you don't need to look a certain way or have a certain body size or have a certain income ratio or a car or a status that will make you happy because none of it does. I have no original friends left from high school. I didn't have original friends left from high school when I was in college. So, I mean, I have a girl that like, I keep up with her, you know, like we care about each other in like a vague, like distant sense, but like, well, rooting for you, bud. Will we be invited (laughs) to each other's weddings? Probably not, you know? So, um, yeah, I would agree with that assessment and, Man, uh, I kind of wish that I could like be 10 year old, not 10 year old, 10 years ago, me now, because I think, but I also wonder like, what would she think of me if she met me? You know, like I have to wonder. I definitely wouldn't want to be 10 years ago, me now. I do. I'm sure that these scars will come in handy. They'll be useful for a purpose at some point, but I do wish I could have spared her some of the like trauma from trying mm-hmm. to fit yourself into a mold that you were never made to fit into. I miss the naivete a little bit. I don't. I was- I, and not because like, it just, it was, everything was so like, there was so much hope. And now I feel like my, I'm much, much darker for me. So that's true. I know what you mean. I think for me, I was always such an adult because I was an only child and I, I had a lot of loving parents, but I had a lot of family issues. Mm-hmm. So I was like really old, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I think I just wish that I would have spent more time just being young and dumb and enjoying being a kid, not making like college age mistakes, but like fun kid stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Alas, things happen as they do. Age is not like a gradual hill. It's like a cliff. (laughs) And I have fallen off a la death alert. (laughs) (laughs) And she perished alone. What? Lie down. (laughs) (laughs) Can someone take care of her? (laughs) Guys, cut her. Cut. (laughs) No way. Right here, dude. <laughs> Go for a walk. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys, this has been okay. a good little chunk Just of tea. A little lighter. Um, once again, very sorry that technology conspired against me, <laughs> and there was no tea last week. Hopefully, this makes up for it. And oh, before we forget, we have a YouTube now. <gasps> it's like, been posted. Our first one on YouTube. So I will point out that I, I edit parts of it, but I try to keep the unedited portion as much as possible when I post it, because there are parts that I take out of the podcast we post on Apple and Spotify. And I what? figured, <laughs> what? I don't know if you've noticed. I'm such a smooth editor. So um, I know, but criminal. Uh, truly <laughs> Annie is okay. Also, I just like to point out, but <laughs> um, I, I wanted to have like a, the, shtick of like oh never before heard content being included yeah. which lends itself though to the length of video sometimes so i'm sorry in advance if you don't feel like watching like a two-hour video they're not always that long but if that you was... want that content in the background like girl get in there 
you should just watch it, you know, or like plug it in. Because I will say that there's a lot of things that you hear that the expressions just make it 10 times better in my opinion. (laughs) Well, and I think like we've designed this podcast so that we hope that you all feel like you're the third, fourth and 18th person that's sitting at our table. It's a really big chat with us. (laughs) It's a really large table. We've already designed the space. out. (laughs) But like, we, we really want you to feel like you're the other friend in our group. That's just having a normal chat. So hopefully this is like another layer of that experience for you, where you get to see what we're reacting like and how we bounce off each other other than just verbally, because we like, I have been called like an air traffic controller. I gesticulate a lot. I use my hands mm-hmm. a lot when I talk. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> as she portrays by hitting her mic, literally like smack my mic, but genuinely like you do miss a lot if, you're just getting the auditory version of this. So why not go 3D, you know? With Let's your just go like IRL. We just vote and you miss it, so. <laughs> As an aside, we will eventually be releasing more YouTube content, but let us know. Like it, subscribe to it. What other influencers say? Uh, Hit the bell so you know when we post. Ding! <laughs> There's always like a pop. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, listen, we started this for fun because we enjoy doing it and we will continue to do so even if we have only the 32 listeners that um the, <laughs> the <laughs> knockoff version of Eminem said that we had <laughs> and an extremely shady not Hannah is still <laughs> I'm like not over it. having a moment so but even if you don't and you're not interested in watching us you know rate review subscribe to us on spotify and apple we are available we're also on soundcloud because that's where our platform is premised so um join us sit at our table drink some tea or truly if you're me or coffee if you are way too big of a caffeine addict to settle for tea all right guys i'm hannah i am emma that's the tea